0: We are at the corner of uh, Blacker and State, the Constitution Day Parade. On this
1: beautiful, sunny, windy day in the Windy City.
0: I'm glad it's not raining, it's only windy and
1: cold. <laughs> Every spring, thousands of people gather in downtown Chicago for the Constitution Day Parade to celebrate the ratification of Poland's Constitution back in 1791. But mostly it's a day for Chicago's large Polish population to show some pride. This is probably one of the most awaited days. This is like Christmas, to be perfectly honest, just to be part of this. It feels a little warm in my tummy. (laughs) It's just so nice to see so many Polish people gathered together here in uh, downtown Chicago. Hundreds of floats roll down State Street, representing Polish clubs. Polish schools, Polish churches, and local Polish businesses. Brass bands play Polish songs and folk dancers leap and spin down the street. And just about everything and everyone has got on Poland's national colors.
2: This is so unusual to see so many red
0: and white dressed people in, the, in one spot. Everybody comes together and they celebrate what, what's why we came here basically, like the origin, the immigration. Of course, because we are together showing how important it is to have Polish roots.
1: I'm Jesse Dukes, a producer for Curious City at WBEZ, where we answer people's questions about Chicago and the region. And in this special documentary, I answer questions about the Polish community here in Chicago. Mainly, why is this place so Polish? I'll cover the history of Polish immigration to Chicago and how Poles helped shape the city. I'll also address a popular belief. This is the biggest community outside of Warsaw.
2: There are more Polish-Americans here
1: in Chicago than any place else in the world except Warsaw.
2: Second the capital of Poland, Warsaw and Chicago.
1: Yeah, we'll see about that. OK, here we go. Let's start with a big question we got from a listener. Why did so many Poles come here to Chicago? And why did so many stay? To answer this one, I talked to Chicago historian Dominik Pesiga, a Polish-American himself. I also asked Polish immigrants to share their stories of coming to Chicago. You'll hear excerpts of those interviews, and you'll hear Pesiga explain how those personal accounts fit into this larger story of Poles in Chicago. To set the scene, you need to know that while Poland is its own country now, for a lot of its history, Poland has been occupied by neighboring countries. In the 1800s, Poles were oppressed as ethnic minorities in their own homeland, and many were not allowed to travel. By 1860, Polish peasants had gained the freedom to migrate from their respective countries. So in the 1860s, huge numbers of Poles began to leave, searching for work and new opportunities. Pasiga says at that same time, Chicago was growing faster than any American city. Chicago
0: was many different things in the 19th century. It was sort of the Cupertino of the uh, 19th century. Mm-hmm. This is where people came with ideas and uh, tried technology out. And, you Silicon know, Valley. Yeah. In 1848, the railroads ran out to Oak Park. By 1851, uh, they were the center of the railroad industry. And this, of course, created thousands, hundreds of thousands of jobs and brought millions of people eventually to these shores, especially to Chicago. You had the stockyards here, you had the the tanneries, you had steel mills. Uh, Tremendous industrial growth in the 19th century just attracted people into low-paying, unskilled positions for the most part but enough to put some money on a side and send it either back to Poland or to invest it here. Uh, Then you have the chain migration issue. You send for your cousin, you send for your girlfriend, you send for your wife, you send for your mother. You bring them in. It's sort of a chain of
1: connectedness. Sophie and Walter Kotelowski were part of that chain. They came to Chicago with their mother in 1912. Their dad had been working in the stockyards for years, saving up enough money to bring them over. When they got here, they hopped on a wagon and rode to meet their dad at his boarding house. They recounted that day for the 1976 documentary called City of the Big Shoulders.
3: It, it seemed like it took forever from downtown to 43rd Nashville. Ashland. And as the wagon pulled, you know, the horse pulled, and the kids out on the street tile, howling, green, green horns, green horns, My father was in bed when we got there. Used to sleep in shifts. Those that worked days slept at night. Those that worked nights slept days. And uh, the quilt he had was so holy he was all tangled up in it. You remember that, Walter?
2: Yeah, I remember. I was disappointed. Because I uh, uh, picture myself America as a cowboys and Indians, <laughs> like they show in our country in the magazine. When I see that, when I come here on uh, the here, so I was disappointed.
1: Pesiga says Polish migrants like the Katalowskis spread across Chicago and began settling in. There were Polish Jews and synagogues and a small number of Polish Protestants, but the main anchors for the Polish community were the Catholic parishes, which formed all over the city. There are basically five major Polish
0: neighborhoods. Uh, the northwest side is the oldest uh, in the area uh, that we now call Wicker Park, but we often used to call Stanisław uh which is the parish of St. Stanislaus Koska. And then there was the 17th in Ashland in the Pilsen area. This was the Wojciechowa, the St. Adalbert's Parish. And St. Adalbert's, I believe, still celebrates a mass in Polish on Sunday morning. Around the Stockyards, there were actually uh, six Polish parishes. And by the 1920s, there were 60 Polish churches in the city of Chicago.
1: So that first economic migration really got Chicago's Polish population started. And that's a big part of answering our question about why Chicago has so many Poles. But that migration ended in 1924, when the U.S. government restricted immigration from Eastern Europe. Chicago's Polish population was periodically bolstered by other migrations after that. And the next one began in the late 1940s at the end of World War II, the so-called Displaced Persons Migration. Of course, the, the Poles suffered terribly during the war.
0: Many Poles were moved into Germany uh, to work in labor camps. They were slaves, basically, to the, the Reich, mm. uh, and these people had no place to go. So uh, the United States opened its gates, and, uh, and I think about 450,000 Poles came to the United States. Many of them ended up in Chicago. They knew they had a cousin someplace on Milwaukee Avenue or Archer Avenue or uh, along 26th Street. Uh, And so they came to uh, Chicago. And these displaced people uh, rejuvenated, in many ways, uh, Polish institutions.
1: So this is an excerpt of an interview I did with John Guslowski, Mm -hmm. Polish-American poet from Chicago, no longer lives here. His family came to the U.S. in 1951. He was born in a displaced persons camp, Mm -hmm. I believe, in Germany. So he's telling a story about how his family was able to come to the United States in the first place and, and where they ended up.
2: My parents' passage was paid for by an Italian-American farmer from outside of Buffalo who agreed to have my entire family come over, my mother, my father, my sister and me, uh, to come over and work on his farm for a year in exchange for passage over. The entire family had to work on this farm, including my sister who was five years old and me, I was three years old. We were picking strawberries for this farmer in the spring. I said to my mother, Mom, I want to go back to the refugee camps in, in Germany because the work in Germany was not as hard as the work here in America. And my mother said, you know, Sh- shut up. My mother had grown up a farm girl. My dad had done agricultural work when he was in the concentration camp. He wanted to live in a city he wanted to have a factory job. He thought it would just be easier if he were living in a city. And um, so we, we came to Chicago. Yeah, I think that this story is pretty typical. People
0: were trying to get here any which way they could, but the reaction of the father is interesting because you would think he was a farmer. <laughs> he would have loved doing this, right? Yeah. But farm work is very, very difficult. So you come to Chicago and you can do something else. You work eight hours a day and you go home, you eat, you watch television, you relax a little bit, uh, you, you have Sundays and Saturdays off, it's a better deal. And, and that's what Chicago
2: represented to most Poles, in each one of the migrations, a, a, a better deal. When we came to America, everything was in a wooden trunk my father built in, uh, in Germany. Everything we owned was in that trunk. We had like four goose-down pillows, we had a frying pan, a crucifix made from Polish wood. We had letters that my, my mother had received in the refugee camp. We had some prayer books. And pretty much that was it. And, you know, it's to me it seems incredible, but my father was working double shifts at a factory and my mother was working single shifts at a factory, and they were making money. Within three years, they bought a five-unit, Apartment house,
1: and they were renting out. Were they renting out those?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They would rent out the, They would rent out these places, and they were really were happy to be doing this, because in you know in, they come from Poland, and in Poland you know the people with status, the people with honor, the people with uh, reputation were the people who owned property, and they they wanted to be landowners.
0: Buy a chunk of land, buy a house, make sure it's a two or three flat. You can rent it out, and they pay your mortgage off. You could rent it out to the Rodatset That's somebody that you know from your own village or your own relative of one kind or another. This is the chain. This is the web that is created in this community. And this is an excellent uh, example of that.
1: That couldn't have been everybody, though, right? There were probably some people who just did their eight-hour job and came home and drank that beer and watched the TV and were were content paying rent.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I mean, uh, somebody's renting those three apartments. (laughs)
2: The way we were perceived, we were perceived as being maybe lawless and uh, lazy and drinking too much and and uh, a lot of that other
1: stuff. And you were poor.
2: And we were poor, yeah. We were desperate to uh, to make some kind of money. And uh, there were times when I would encounter kids who would look down on us because we, our parents spoke Polish, because we looked funny, uh, we dressed funny. There was a, there seemed to be tension between the post-war generation and the generation that came, the uh, Stade Immigratia, the old immigration it was called. My father, who had a tremendous sense of humor, he used to refer to the older generation as uh, Varshevyaki, people from Warsaw. He was a farm boy from a small town, and he, he saw the people who had come over earlier as sort of putting on airs, as if they were from the big city, from Warsaw. And so he would call them the Varshavyaki. And he saw them as people who didn't want to recognize us as being in, in some way countrymen. He feels that they saw us as being somehow inferior to them.
0: Yeah, I, once again, I think this is pretty typical. Now, one should point out that in every immigration, there are generations of immigrations, different waves. So this newer wave, dis displaced persons wave or DP wave after 1945, is coming head on. Oh, uh, with this other group, and there's not a lot of trust between the two, mm. um, and the older leadership is looking down at them and saying, you know, in a sort of paternalistic way, well, we're going to teach you about America, but this younger generation, this post 1945 generation, says, well, you don't speak Polish very well; we speak Polish better than you do. Mm. So there's these cracks in the uh, in, in ethnicity, and this happens, by the way, in the Mexican community, happens in the Irish community, happens in the Black community. The new, older migrants say, well, wait a minute, you don't know what it's like to be a Chicagoan. I'll teach you. And the younger generation says, I don't need you to teach me anything. And so there's this, this conflict constant. So the whole question is, what is Polish? What what is What does it mean to be Polish?
1: Okay, let's flash forward 30 years. The next big migration of Poles to Chicago came in the 1980s, when dock workers in Gdansk went on strike and touched off the Solidarity movement. It started as an effort for better working conditions and wages in the
3: docks.
1: But it grew into a nationwide protest against the Soviet-controlled Polish government. The government cracked down on anybody involved with Solidarity.
0: They have been betrayed by their own government. The men who rule them and their totalitarian allies fear the very freedom that the Polish people cherish.
1: Thousands of Poles left the country as political or economic refugees. I spoke to Kasia McCormick, maiden name Kasia Krinsky. She left Poland when she was 18 months old. Her father had been involved with Solidarity, they got the word the crackdown was coming, and they left in the middle of the night and eventually ended up in a refugee camp in Austria.
3: And the first three months that... They took us in. They tell you about all these different countries you could go to, like Australia and, you know, England and Denmark and South Africa. And there were a lot of perks in different places. Australia had a lot of perks for people coming there. My mom said that in Denmark, if you had two kids, like they had to give you the same standard of living as every other Danish person that had two kids. So you knew you were already going to have a nice house, you know, a nice setup. And America didn't give you anything, just the visa. And my father, though, had been to America a couple of years before for a year. He worked and had made a lot of money, but he knew already that Chicago was a place that he was going to do well in. He was like, I already knew that nothing was stopping me in Chicago. There's no communists. There's no this. There's no that. I knew that if you worked hard enough, you were going to make it.
0: It's interesting. I mean, you know, you, you have welfare states like in Denmark. Uh, Yeah. I mean, uh, that sounds pretty nice. Yeah, (laughs) Sounds pretty good to me, offering various kinds of uh, uh, perks. But this guy's been to Chicago. He's had a taste of it. He knows in Chicago that there's a Polonia here. There's a church here. Uh, There are taverns here. There are people here who will talk to him in Polish. People who will say, I'll get you the job around the corner. They need somebody. This web, this chain of migration continues. It can help them get
1: uh, a footing in the society. I want to play you actually one more piece of tape. So this is um, Joseph Pogosielski, who he came a few years before Solidarity. Strikes had begun, but he was also a political refugee. Mm -hmm. He worked for um, a little bit in Chicago, but then he got another job in San Francisco, and he thought he would try that out. Then he had a few days vacation, so he came back to Chicago.
3: was Christmas coming when I come back uh, for Christmas to Chicago. Uh, you know, like Midnight Mass and uh, to church and all people. I said, outside the Poland, I can uh, live only in Chicago. I can travel. I can go everywhere. But like I was walking from, my, uh, from where I live and was like a little bit snow and uh, uh, remind me completely like when I was in Poland. Well, this is, you know,
0: Chicago's home. It's Poland elsewhere. People can lay their roots down here. So here's Mr. Pokerzelski's going off to San Francisco. It's nice in San Francisco. I've been to San Francisco. It's warm, but this is home. And it reminds him of Poland. The snow, the people, the stores. Hmm. So you have this, this connection that makes Chicago home. And, and that's very important for most people.
1: It's hard to put into words just how Polish Chicago really is. But during my conversation with Kasia McCormick, I heard something that captures it pretty well. Here, I'll just play the tape for you.
3: My parents own a business where they import beautiful products from Poland called Dome ITP. And, um, you know, everything ranging from ornaments to clothes. They began importing things for the Polish community, actually, like seeds that they didn't have at home, or um, electric potato graters to make potato pancakes. I think we're one of the only places in the States that actually carry that. It's it's just a big electric, you know, kitchen appliance. But if you ever grated potatoes by hand, you would probably look for an electric potato grater as well your second time because it's so much work. I mean, it would just take hours to get like a whole batch of potato pancakes.
1: Okay, first of all, I don't make a whole lot of potato pancakes, but I still want one of those things. And second... If one of your best-selling items is an electric potato grater, you have to be in a pretty Polish city. A superlatively Polish city. Perhaps the most Polish city? And that's what I want to talk about next. See, Chicagoans like to brag, and one of the things we like to brag about is the size of our Polish population. Remember these guys?
0: This is the biggest community outside of Warsaw.
1: There are more Polish-Americans here in
2: Chicago than any place else in the world except Warsaw. Second the capital of Poland, Warsaw and Chicago.
1: But should we really brag about it as much as we do? That's exactly what WBEZ radio listener Todd Leiter-Weintraub wanted to know.
0: It was something that my father told me. He he is a smart guy, but he likes to remind you of that every now and then. (laughs) He's like, yeah. You know, Todd, uh, Chicago has the largest Polish population outside of Warsaw, but you didn't know that. Oh, well, yes, Dad, I did, because you told me about six or seven other
1: times. <laughs> Do you figure he had just heard that somewhere?
0: Yeah, probably.
1: To clarify, Todd says his dad means Chicago, the city, not the Chicago metro. And he's including anybody of Polish ancestry. And, to simplify things, there are a couple of other big cities in Poland that would probably knock Chicago out of the running, So, let's reframe Todd's question as, is Chicago the largest Polish city outside of Poland? To tackle this question, I pored over Chicago's Polish ancestry demographics and looked at what other cities, European and American, might compete with Chicago and why. And guess what? While demographers tend to know their local Polish population, nobody seems to know the answer to the big picture. Here's what historian Dominic Pesiga has to say.
0: I think that was basically true until uh, maybe 20 years ago or something like that. Poles have become mostly suburban. And uh, that has really declined the Polish population and split it up quite a bit. So uh, it depends on how you define Chicago. If you
1: define Chicago land, well, then you might have an argument. But we're sticking to the city of Chicago. And Chicagoans don't like this part. Actually, the, the city that's receiving the most immigrants from Poland today is New York. Oh, man. Anybody but New York. And actually, back in 2007, there were a slew of newspaper stories about how New York had just eclipsed Chicago and its Polish ancestry population. Currently, Chicago has about 150,000. New York has a little over 200,000. And it gets worse. Those newspapers were wrong. New York didn't pass Chicago in 2007. If you look at the census data, Chicago has been number two to New York for at least 75 years, as far back as the data goes.
2: I want to be fair to Chicago here. New York City is three times the size of Chicago.
1: This is Joseph Salvo, demographer at New York's Department of City Planning.
2: The numbers overwhelm everything, so it's really not, it's kind of not fair.
1: Salvo points out the Polish population in New York is more spread out and less visible, so Chicago might seem more Polish. Another thing, when people say Polish, they often mean Polish Catholic. But in New York, the Polish population is religiously diverse, including Jews as well as Catholics. On the other hand...
2: The Polish Catholic population in Chicago is
0: actually quite legendary in some ways, right?
1: Yeah, well, we'll try not to feel too bad about the raw numbers part of it. (laughs) Jeez. If Chicago is behind New York, another city may have recently eclipsed both as the largest Polish city outside of Poland, a truly global city, a city where people sound like this.
0: Wages are much higher in the UK. It's also easier to run a business.
1: We're talking about London, of course. And this is Richard Butterwick Pawlikowski, a third generation Polish Briton and history professor at University College London. And yes, he is the most perfectly Polish British name ever. He explains that in 2004, the UK opened up its borders to the EU and hundreds of thousands of Poles migrated. Some British workers and unions aren't happy about this Polish influx, but Poles have had a pretty easy time finding jobs.
0: If you're a British employer and you've got the choice between an educated, polite immigrant from Poland with really quite good English uh, and a great work ethic and a local-born person who is unqualified, unwilling, unable to treat customers properly, then it's a no-brainer. You're going to go for the immigrant.
1: Nobody actually knows the Polish population in London right now. There were about 150,000 people with Polish ancestry there in 2011, the last census year. But the UK's overall Polish population has grown an estimated 40% since then. Now, if you assume London kept its share of the total, it would be up to 210,000 people of Polish descent, edging out New York by 10,000. Plausible? That sounds
0: perfectly reasonable to me, yes.
1: Britain's recent decision to leave the EU the, um, Brexit, may slow down Polish immigration in the future, but its unlikely Poles will head back to Poland anytime soon. So, for now anyway, Chicago is definitely number three. I know! How could questioner Todd Leiter-Weintraub's dad have been so wrong? And he's not alone. You hear this number one Polish city thing all the time in Chicago.
0: There are many urban myths about who we are and
1: and the nature of our populations. Rob Perel, Chicago-based demographer.
0: You love the legend and you love the uh, identification that comes along with uh, saying that we're Polish, but uh, unfortunately uh, the numbers don't always stack up that way.
1: And Perel says that doesn't mean Polish-Americans didn't shape Chicago.
0: The Polish immigrants to Chicago were very working class, uh, kind of a, a population that made you feel that was very authentic. Uh, Mike Ditka used to say that the Chicago Bears were a Grabowski team.
1: Mike Ditka, the legendary football coach.
0: It was his way of saying, we we don't finesse things, we're not fancy, we're just kind of tough and we we get the job done. We
1: get the job done. Chicago
0: was always uh, uh, kind of proud of that and sort of reveled in it.
1: Yeah, and even if New York and London have bigger numbers, we definitely have the highest percentage of people with Polish ancestry, nearly 20%. Remember, the question was about Chicago the city, but that's just semantics when you think about how we actually live. If you look at metropolitan areas, we totally win! The Chicago metro area has nearly 900,000 folks with Polish ancestry. The New York metro has closer to 800,000, and London isn't even close. That big, honking Polish population has made its mark. We have 52 churches with Polish mass. We have Polish TV and Polish radio. Polish diners and nightclubs, a respected Polish history museum, and a Polish yacht club. There are even thriving businesses that import Polish clothing, Polish glassware, Polish china, and, of course, Polish electric potato graters. So, Todd Leiter Weintraub, maybe your dad was half right. Chicago might not be the biggest Polish city outside of Warsaw, but we've got a Polish feel here you just can't find outside of Poland. So New York, London... Put that kielbasa in your smoker. There are still more Polish questions knocking around in our filing cabinets at Curious City, but now we're out of time. If we got you interested in all things Polish in Chicago, we hope you'll check out our website, where we have way more answers to questions about Chicago, the region, and its people. Not just Poles. That's at wbez.org slash Curious City. Reporting for this special episode came from me, Jesse Dukes. Production by Stephen Jackson. Special thanks to Dan Poguschelski of Chicago and Dominic Pesiga, professor of history at Columbia College, Chicago. His most recent book is Slaughterhouse, Chicago's Union Stockyard and the World It Made. Support for Curious City at WBEZ comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism.